time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is an absolutely great day to be with you. This is a morning, I'm just going to be really honest with you. Uh, I had my schedule divided up into draft work, free agent breakdowns, um, all that kind of different stuff. And then we had the press conference um, from John Lynch at the um, owner's annual meetings and competition committee and all that kind of stuff. And I got to start off by saying Thank you, David Lombardi. Um, one of my biggest critiques of the 49ers is that they do not schedule a lot of this content to be available for the masses, but uh, David Lombardi is just a stud. Uh, whether you love him or hate him, I don't care. Uh, the access that he brings and provides to everybody, shout out to him. So the clips that we bring today, uh, those are from David Lombardi's YouTube channel. He has the entire unabridged uh, press conference if you want to go check that out. Uh, strongly recommend subscribing to his show if you haven't already. Uh, I'm sure you have. The dude's like crushing it. So... Thank you, everybody, all the hashtag CCs. This is, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on this week. Our schedule is pretty freaking packed, which is awesome. Um, just to kind of let you guys know what all we got going on. Um, we've got a later show at 3 p.m. today with Jason Hurley going over 49ers cap, void years, restructures, all those type of cap questions for somebody that's way smarter than me. Um, that's going to be today at 3. Tomorrow we're double booked as well. We've got John and Wayne show in the morning at 10 a.m. Then we got BD Peacock, heavy hitter coming in, which I love from Locked On 49ers. He's going to be on tomorrow at 5. Um, and then on Wednesday, we got Rohan at 10 a.m. So get your questions in. Um, if you have a specific question for one of those uh, individuals, let me know. 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com, Twitter, all those different things. Now, let's jump in to what we just found out. Um, and, you know, this was just a press conference meeting around a roundtable. The audio is not great. I tried my hardest to filter it and process it and amplify it, but it's, it's not a dynamic mic situation. So I apologize if the volume's off. I've been working uh, nonstop trying to get it correct, but the major news, and we got to do this. I, I don't like talking to quarterbacks because so much of it is conjecture at this point. That's not really what we do here, but there is some new information and context put on the quarterback position. So here is John Lynch asking, what is the timeline for Brock Purdy and what is it exactly that we are looking for? Here's John Lynch himself. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think as I, as I understand around 12 weeks, we'll know a lot more. That's when he can start throwing. And that's when I think you really start to, to know a little bit more about timelines, but I, all things are going really well. Brock so, like, the first thing is, like, he was very hesitant and reemphasized several times until that 12-week timeline um, hits. Everything is just, again, speculation or conjecture. Like, you people are piecing things together. We don't know. The doctor says we don't know. Brock says we don't know. The general manager says we don't know. Now, when is that 12 weeks at? That's June 1st. That's June 1st. So, we're already a couple weeks in. The first week of June, that's when the updates are going to come. Now, here's the sad thing. We don't get the official report 
it comes, the doctor will give it to the 49ers, right? And Brock and all them. And they're going to say, oh, things are progressing smoothly. Blah, 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 blah. But the 49ers aren't going to know until that. So you've got until the first week of June before you could really do anything. Um, and that's the timeline that we have just constantly kept and will continue to keep. Um, and so, like, it's just what it's going to be. Mosquito Killer says, John and them, just to have seen, uh, to be all in on Pur Purdy, poor Lance seems to be on an uphill battle. I think yes and no, right? Yes and no. Because here's here's the clip everybody's talking about. This is the Adam Schefter. This is the Ed Rappaport. This is everybody, what they're, they're tweeting out, that Brock Purdy is the leader in the clubhouse. So here's the 30-second clip of John Lynch talking about kind of the depth chart as he sees it. And we'll talk about that here. Brock has earned the right with the way he played that he's probably the leader in the clubhouse at that. You know, I'll let Kyle make those kind of decisions. But I know when we talk, I think Brock's probably earned that right to be the be the guy. If we were to line up, he'd probably take that first snap. And um, really excited about where Trey is at with his uh, progress from his injury. Um, he's been working really hard and, um, you know, uh, love the opportunity to be able to bring in Sam Darnold and his skill set. We think it's a really good fit. And uh, so we like that. We like that room a lot. So, okay. And, and again, like, okay, let's, let's go back through. Trey Lance gets named quarterback of the future, whatever else. We don't even want Jimmy practicing. Then Jimmy, the trade market is gone. Every team's landed a quarterback. Musical chairs have been set. There's no quarterback needy team. He restructures, comes in as the clear backup. It's Trey Lance's job. He gets hurt five quarters in to the season. Brock Purdy didn't get the job. Jimmy Garoppolo got the job. He gets hurt. Brock Purdy steps in, balls out. Seven games, just dominated. Never lost a game till he got injured. That's the key. The 49ers have continued to show you can lose your job because of injury. Just look at Trey Lance, <laughs> right? Trey Lance was the quarterback of the future. He got injured. Brock balled out. Now Brock's the leader in the clubhouse, but it's even outside of the quarterback position. Jimmy Ward, who was with the team for nine years, lost his job when he got injured. Um, Elijah Mitchell took over the job at running back over Jeff Wilson Jr. and all those guys when they got injured, right? Like, this is just the way that the 49ers work. It is a meritocracy. Um, so the comments here, and again, I've continued to say over and over and over and over again. Oh, Spencer Burford's another example of somebody, you know, Daniel Brunskill lost his job because of an injury. Spencer Burford took it. Now they did rotate and whatever else, but they just let Burford walk. It's a meritocracy. You never... It, I don't have a problem with people losing their job because of injuries because it's not a one-sided argument like that. And what I mean by that is Jimmy Ward didn't lose his job because he got injured. Jimmy Ward lost his job because he got injured and the person that filled in accelerated the play of the team and outperformed him, but was all because of an injury, right? We used to have this discussion with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Can't lose your job because of an injury. That's just not the way the NFL works. Tom Brady's entire career was because of an injury, right? Like, that's where he took over. So, that's just the way it works. So, I love the statement. Brock Purdy should be the leader in the clubhouse. The dude just balled out. 
He was doing things Steve Young never did. What was it, like six straight or five straight games with two-plus touchdowns? Like, Steve Young never did that. It might have been six games, but whatever. Brock should be. And if Brock did not get injured, right, now we're speculating, if Brock Purdy did not get injured, and this aligns with what John Lynch just said, he would be the week one starter. He would be quarterback one heading into training camp. He would be quarterback one for the preseason. That's just the reality of the situation. The issue is he did get injured, right? And that's the problem. So now you've got guys that are stepping in. Trey Lance, who it was his job, then he lost it. Why? Because of injury. He has something to prove. Sam Darnold, we'll talk a little bit more about in a second. Um, and so, yeah, at Mosquito Killer, I think you worded it correctly. Like, there, the way in which John Lynch talks, not so much with, with Coach Shanahan, the way in which he talks, he's going to give everybody what they want. The word salad. That, I mean, he's a politician. That dude should run for political office. I'm glad he doesn't. There, there's room in every single thing that he said, and every single faction is going to take this. There's room to say Brock Purdy's the quarterback of the future. There's room to say Trey Lance has a shot to become the quarterback of the future. There's room to say Sam Darnold could be the quarterback of the future and all this competition talk. None of those are bad things. I love the fact that they constantly keep it open. If he would have came out and said, yeah, Brock Purdy's the quarterback one no matter what, Eh, that would have been different. That would have been different. Now, okay, let's let's shift a little bit. Let's let's bracket this conversation with all right, we know we can't do anything till the 12 weeks have passed, first week of June, okay, with Brock Purdy. We're not gonna know anything till then. But no matter what we know at June 1st, this is the kind of dancing through everything, which is the right thing. They're going to be smart with Brock. Now, this is where content creators, uh, they're going to have a lot of room to play with. Timelines are just guidelines, and then every person's different. There probably is some amount of time in talking to Docs that you want to make sure you get to that point before he's out there. But our hope is he's ready to go in training camp. We'll see how everything goes. We're, we're going to do what's right for Brock because that's right for our organization. And... Uh, you know, be aggressive with what we do, but also be really smart. And, uh, you know, we've, we're insulated with other guys that we have a lot of belief in. So Brock's not ready. Um, we'll hold it, hold down the fort until he, until he is. Now, when will that be best case situation? And again, you know, we have, I've not changed this banner that's going across your, your screen of all of the important dates for the 49ers off season. Okay, I haven't changed it. This has been since the surgery was announced a long time ago. First week of June, that's when um, we're, we're going to figure out a little bit of Brock Purdy and start throwing all that stuff. And then again, the earliest, the earliest he could be ready is the fourth week of August. Season starts September 10th. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. 
for basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, talking about being smart, right? Do Why would you rush him back? This is why I think the Sam Darnold signing was key. Because now that you have Trey Lance... Now that you have Sam Darnold, I do 100% expect them to add a quarterback as well uh, in the draft or undrafted free agent. I think they're going to have – because you got to have three quarterbacks to go into camp. Brock Purdy ain't going to be ready for camp. Brock Purdy ain't going to be ready till the fifth week of camp at the earliest. We're talking preseason all that kind of stuff. So if that's the case, guess what? Now you have Trey Lance, you've got Sam Darnold, and you know QB3 at that point going through everything. You don't have to rush Brock. And, you know, there's he, – he said later on, and I don't know if I clipped this correctly, but he said we're going to do the best thing for Brock because the best thing for Brock is the best thing for this organization as well. Don't rush him back. Kid's 23. Don't rush him back. Plus, in addition to not rushing him back, it allows you time to evaluate for Trey freaking Lance. I will say this repeatedly, and I think that people kind of, you know, get on. They like to pin people down to what they've said in the past. I'm a Trey Lance guy. I'm a Brock Purdy guy. I was a Jimmy Garoppolo guy. I want whoever the quarterback is to play every single game. I want Trey Lance to start 17 games all the way through the playoffs. That's what I want. If it's not him, guess what? Then whoever, Brock Purdy, I want him to start every single game. I want continuity. If that's Sam Darnold, I hope Sam Darnold's quarterback for the future. Does that make sense? Because I like one guy doesn't mean you can't like the other guys. They're not mutually exclusive. I am a 49ers quarterback guy. Now, currently in the situation, I love what JM says, the best ability is availability. The old parcels, that's what it is. And, you know, David, he puts here, trade does well. How does Brock get a chance? These guys are young, and we always focus so much on quarter, week one. We did that last year, too. That's not the way the NFL works. It's not the way the NFL works. 
So like I, I'm all right. Like I'm okay. <laughs> there, there's not a rush here for a 23 year old quarterback to be ready week one, week two, week three, week four. It just does not exist. I don't see it that way. It's not rush. 49ers rush. Uh, <laughs> um, um, but like you have options. You have so many options. So do what's best for Brock. Guess what? That's going to allow you time to evaluate Trey. And it's going to work out organically. It really is. And I know we want to pinpoint. And I know we want to do those things. And I understand. I get it. I want to know. Look, if Brock's healthy, 100%, he's quarterback one. Well, that goes against every single thing that they have done. Again, Elijah Mitchell, Jimmy Ward, Tayshawn Gibson, Spencer Burford, Brock Purdy, take a trace job because of an injury, right? Those things are just there. And that's okay. Um, that's okay. Now, later on, and again, th this is trying to stay on par as much as possible with this, this topic, John Lynch was asked, you said ready at trading camp. What does that mean? Um, here's John Lynch. Said, and I realize this is still guesswork, but when you say ready to go in training camp, does that mean, hey, yeah, I don't know what that means. I mean, the hope is, <laughs> yeah, it really, it's because that's, that's the truth. I mean, Dr. Meister said, let's just take this, let's get to 12 weeks, assuming everything, and then I'll be able to give you a little more guidance in terms of where he's at, how he's responding, I guess, um, you know, with respect to the norm and all that. So, and then I think we'll be able to settle in on some timelines. Yeah. Right. So again, we, we got to get to these thresholds and then once we get there, we can cross that bridge. It's all conjecture. And look, if you want to say what's up one eight seven Brock Purdy quarterback one, I agree with you. And I really wish he never got hurt. I really do because this would have been simple. Trey Lance is going to be the backup. And, you know, in the 49ers, whatever, quarterbacks get hurt, sadly. And because of that, um, we'll see. And now the one thing I will disagree with you on 187, Purdy will be in training camp. Great news. If the timeline goes perfect, if the timeline goes perfect, training camp will be over by the time. Again, the timeline, the fifth week of August, that's preseason. Training camp ends the first week of preseason. There's no timeline that has ever been presented by the organization, by Brock Purdy's camp, or the doctors that he will be ready by that point. The preseason, yes. Training camp goes till the first week of preseason. Then you've got three weeks of preseason. Then you've got one week off, and that's the season. And that that's when he'll be ready. September 10th is when the season starts. The earliest timeline that has ever been presented Fourth week of August is when he will be out. So the preseason, he'll be ready if all goes well. And I'm hoping he is. I hope he comes back and is ready. If Brock Purdy takes quarterback one snaps week one, nobody's happier than I am. Um, nobody's happier than I am. And so um, Jordan says exactly beautiful. Kyle can't figure out what. I don't understand this, Jordan. I, I just don't understand this comment. I don't understand. What is he supposed to do that his quarterback got injured? Like how this is Kyle Shannon wasn't even there. Like, this is a John Lynch thing. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Uh, I just don't understand that even a little bit. Um, and, you know, again, I'll stick to the other side. All day, every day, Kim says, Trey got done wrong on so many levels. I would argue, how do I phrase this? I don't think the 49ers have done Trey Lance wrong. It should be a meritocracy. The way Brock Purdy played, I think he deserves to be the leader in the clubhouse, to stick with the phrase that 
Lynch used. You could say Trey got done wrong early uh, we, the first year by letting him sit and rest. I didn't mind that either, to be honest with you. The problem is once he got a shot, he got injured. He hit his hand on the helmet in practice. That was just whatever. Then the knee, whenever he ran it like 24 times against Arizona. Trey's still going to get his shots. 22. Uh, like, again, I I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, Judd, uh, what's up, Judd? He says, Brock will be cleared in five months for full practice. Six months is full contact, correct? Again, the only timelines that we have currently, okay, and this is not me coming up with it. This is based on the doctor. This is based on what's up, uh, on what, what, what has been put out by the team and the doctor. 12 weeks. That is the hurdle, the timeline check. Where is he at that point? He can start the throwing motion. Pictures of Brock Purdy just came out, you know, yesterday. He's he's in the bionic freaking arm cast, whatever. You can't even go through this motion until 12 weeks. Can't do it. That's first week of June. First week of June. We got to wait. Once first week of June comes out, they rescan everything, all that stuff, go through some tests, looks like everything's healing correctly. Then he starts doing this motion with golf balls, you know, with tennis balls, with ping pong balls, and all that stuff. And he's just constantly doing this throwing motion with super light objects. They take a rest day. I've been through this process with quarterbacks before, uh, high school level, a little bit different. Go through a workout, you wait a couple days, see what the swelling's like, all that stuff, and that's going to set the speed of which you move forward. And it's constantly, let's wait, let's reassess, let's see how your body responds, let's go to the next level. That's a three-month process. The earliest that he will be available is the fourth week of August. That's it. That's it. That's the six-month timeline. That's it. You count your weeks, not your months, because every month is different. Whatever, Mayans, <laughs> you messed that one up. But that's just what it is. So, like, we don't know. First time that he, any, again, remember, last week of August. And again, right here. Oh, Kid Caliente. I love this. Uh, kid Clientel. May the better quarterback win. It's called competition. Yes. If that's Sam Darnold, so be it. If it's Trey Lance, awesome. If it's Brock Purdy, hell yes. That should be the attitude. It's fine to root for a guy and to want Trey Lance or Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold to win. It's the people that root against quarterbacks. Those are my biggest problems, right? I'm just going to go on a little rant here. Like, there are certain people that just hate Trey Lance before he ever took one snap for the 49ers. For whatever reason, and there's a myriad of them, they all don't fall into the same quadrant. There's people that didn't like Trey Lance ever. And there's, if I say anything about Trey Lance, there are the same three guys, same three guys with no names attached to their accounts, jumping into my mentions every single time, just talking shit on Trey Lance and how he's a terrible person and how he was a bust before whatever. Like, I, I can't stand that crap, man. I can't stand it. Who you, You're not rooting for anybody. You're just rooting against. The same... People were doing the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Same people were doing the same thing with Brock Purdy. Like, I don't understand the root against if this is your team. I don't get that. I, root four, man. Root four, not against. Uh, if you want to root for Brock Purdy, that's beautiful. Hell yes. You want to root for Trey Lance? Yes. Darnold? Yes. Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Root against Trey Lance? What the hell, man? What's that about? 
How fun is that to hate on somebody? How do you hate on a 22-year-old with impeccable character or work ethic and been one of the best team? Why why root against that? There's no need for that. Anyway, I whatever. Now, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. Now, here is probably one of the longer cuts, 59-second clip. Again, shout out to David Lombardi. All these clips came from his channel. Incredible dude. Love what he does. Um, anyway. Here is John Lynch talking about it being a competition. May the best quarterback win, just as you said. Fair question. It's a good question. I mean, I, we've always said we don't care where you were drafted, if you were drafted. I mean, that's always been our stance. It's what we believe in, and I don't think this – both things can be true. We're still very excited about Trey, but I think the way Brock played, um, he, he probably uh, has earned that right to be the guy. Um but it's certainly a competition. We will always have that. And, um, you know, again, th these are decisions Kyle makes, but I, I know in our discussions, this is the way we're, we're talking. Okay, then Sam Darnold, like where does he... You know, he's, compete, he's competing as well. And, I, you know, the one nice thing for Sam and, and Trey is there's going to be a lot of snaps out there in the off-season program uh, as much as, you know, it's not like the old days with the off-season program, but uh, there's a... There's a lot of snaps, and so there's going to be a lot of valuable experience. Those two um, are going to get the opportunity to go out there and show what they can do, and they're both really looking forward to that. I love that, and shout out to my man, Big Papa. He does a heck of a job. He's he's very positive, and man, I feel like he's got a good pulse on this team every time. Uh, really appreciate you, Big Papa. He says, Sam Dartled is Brock Purdy injury insurance. Let the kid um, heal totally is what he says, and I agree. When I saw the Brock Purdy deal, that's what I thought initially. Now, again, the anti-Trey camp took that as they don't believe in Trey Lance. I don't see it that way. Sam Darnold allows Brock Purdy to take the time he needs no matter what. 49ers are in guessing time right now. Now, one of the things that I have found continually interesting about this whole process, and again, we're sticking with timelines, man, this team honed in on Sam Darnold. It was the first quarterback deal that took place in free agency. That told me a lot. That told me a lot. That told me, like, why? Why Sam Darnold, right? Because that deal was done before any other quarterback move was made in the entire NFL. It came on day one of the legal tampering period, which tells me Sam wanted to be here, which tells me the 49ers wanted Sam here. This was probably, now it's not going to be the headlines and whatever else because it's Sam Darnold's quarterback three, whatever. I thought I took the most away from this press conference with this clip right here on Sam Darnold. Always been a really talented guy. I, I We agreed that the, the situation they put him in in uh, Carolina, um, the way they were playing him, it seemed like he, he kind of broke through a little bit. And... Uh, I think it had a lot to do with the style. They were running the football, doing a lot of play action off the run, a lot of things that we like to do. And we've always felt that Sam, back to when we were studying him, come at us, he was a good fit for what we do offensively. We've continued to study him throughout. And uh, like I said, I, I said that because Sam said it. He was craving our structure, our stability, the opportunity to play for Brian Greasy. Uh, the opportunity to play for Kyle. I mean, I think these guys here, when you're a quarterback with the Niners, the head coach is in the, a lot of those quarterback meetings day in, day out. And so um, that was that was really appealing to Sam, and his play, his ability was really appealing to us. 
Yeah, and so I, I, I freaking I, I like that. Um, and you know, Big Papa says I think Sam Darnold and the 49ers need each other. They, they sought each other out, and this is a mutually beneficial move for both. Sam Darnold's twenty five, guys. He's 25 years old. He's young as hell. 22 Trey Lance, 23 Brock Purdy, 25 Sam Darnold. These guys got a lot of tooth left, right, in their career. All of them do. All three of them. They're going to be around the league for a while. Judd says, Kyle and Judd have liked Darnold for a long time. Darnold did podcast months ago saying if he could choose where to go, he'd pick Kyle and the Niners, and he did. Literally the first quarterback movement and all a free agent. I did not see that. I really didn't see that. But I did constantly say, and I got like a lot of mentions just on like, hey, why don't we go after Brissett? Why don't we go after Bridgewater? Why don't we go after Minshew? And again, I was constantly just refocusing and rehoning. Like, look, you have to get somebody that is okay being a quarterback three. Guys that are at the end of their career, Percet, Bridgewater, right? They don't have a lot of time left. They're trying to get playing time. They're fighting for a starting position. Sam Darnold's 25. Sam Darnold started a lot of games, over 50. He's trying to build his career for the long haul. Is that with the 49ers? Probably not. One-year deal, right? But he's going to get a lot of experience and stuff that he has never gone through with the Jets with the Panthers, and guess what? What team loses the most coaches and personnel in the NFL? It's the 49ers. The GMs, front office guys, head coaches. So why not come and basically do like an internship? One, the quarterbacks always get hurt, so you'll get a chance eventually. I'm dying on the inside. Uh, but also, if one of these, if you can prove yourself to everybody in this front office, coaching staff, whatever, guess what? There are going to be promotions. There's going to be more head coaches in this Shanahan coaching tree. And so once that happens, guess what? Now you've got a tie-in. And I think that's huge. I think that's huge. Judge, I just want to say thank you, Judge. I really appreciate you, man. He says, anyone who hates Trey are not worth mentioning. I'm a big Brock fan, but Trey's such a good guy. I'm rooting for him, too. Root for them all, man. Like, it doesn't have to be against each other. I freaking love it. I just... Ah, I love it. Uh, Jason says, if if Darnold balls out this year, a lot of teams will be on him next year with the rest of teams. Um, that's how we made a better. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, now, Big Des says, so Purdy has the goods to lead us to the Super Bowl. I think with what we saw on this team, with this roster and this defense, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, his first seven games were better than any stretch of games Jimmy Garoppolo ever put together. It's not an anti-Jimmy thing. It's a raising the ceiling play at the quarterback position, which has been a weakness um, during this entire Shanahan regime, I would argue, whether that's Nick Mullins, Brian Hoyer, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy was the best by far until Brock Purdy stepped up. Um, and so I think that's huge. I think that's huge. Uh, this is interesting take. Bob, Kyle destroys every quarterback. Uh, he did the same thing with Jimmy. He did the same thing with Brock Purdy, Nick Mullins, C.J. Beathard. He's known for injuring quarterbacks. He's also known for getting them paid. The interesting thing that you said about every single quarterback you just mentioned, the fact that Nick Mullins is a quarterback, too, in the NFL is baffling to me. I don't understand why. C.J. Beathard is a number two quarterback in the league. Baffling. I don't understand why. Jimmy Garoppolo just got another huge contract. So does he ask a lot of his quarterbacks? Yes. 
Uh, that's part of the play-action scheme that the 49ers run. However, quarterbacks are chomping at the bit to come play here. Sam Darnold could have went a lot of places. He chose us first, period. Now, could he have did all 32 teams want Sam Darnold? No. But would you rather have Nick Mullins or Sam Darnold as your quarterback three, right? Well, Vikings chose Nick Mullins as their quarterback two. <laughs> and that's... Yeah, that's that's where I'm at, man. Um, yeah, I think that's where it is at. Uh, it's a big difference. It's a big difference. People want to be a part of Kyle. Players, quarterbacks, coaches, front office. Everybody wants a part of Kyle Shanahan. That's what it is. Oscar, what's up, my friend? Um, opportunity is what I want for all these guys. From Bosa to the last guy on the roster, you got to get your hands on the reins and hold on as best you can. Yeah, may the best man win. If it's Trey, Brock, Sam Dart, yes, 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 yes. I love it. I love it. Now, before we jump, I want to I want to go a different way because there was a lot more talked about in this press conference than just uh, you know, all the things with what's it called? Um, all all the things with the quarterback. So there's a, there's a lot more to take away, is what I want to say. Now we do a lot of stuff. I just finished a breakdown on Cleveland Farrell's tape. I'm loading that to Patreon as soon as this is over. Um, Wednesday, reminder, we have our 1994 watch party where we're going through the 49ers. And again, sticking with quarterbacks. We are up now to the 49ers versus Eagles. I think it's week five uh, where Steve Young gets benched in the middle of the game. So that's what we're going to be watching and hanging out on Wednesday, which is going to be fun. And if you haven't done it yet, this is the best way to support the show. This is how I feed my family. Patreon, join our Patreon channel. It's the best. Man, I, I hate to say it, we put a lot of time into it. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast. And as soon as you sign up, you get almost everything depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play from the last two and a half years. Every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just Google Patreon and 49ers. We're the first one that shows up. All right. Now, Big Papa um, coming in, talking about Ken Law. Yeah, if, if you guys listen to this show and subscribe to the show, which I hope you do, and I hope you subscribe to a lot of other 49er shows too. There, there's a lot of quality content out there. We have been pretty adamant on the Ken Law front that, man, the option of cutting Ken Law makes zero sense because you save zero dollars. You would have to pay the same amount to cut him as you would to have him as a roster spot. Um, and I, I just think that's so important. Now, he was asked, you know, are you guys moving on from Kinlaw? And again, we'll kind of see a 46-second clip here. You guys tell me what you think about this. Is Lynch talking about Javon Kinlaw? I think so. I'm really, um, I'm really um, excited for uh, there's Javon and Javon. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited for Javon because he's going into an offseason healthy. And, uh, you know, I think. We're, we're committed to him and, and watching him be part of this group. And he's excited about that. And, um, you know, maybe it hasn't 
it hasn't gone because of the injuries hasn't gone uh, as well as we we all might have anticipated or I think it as well as it it would have had he been healthy that's part of this thing and so now he is healthy uh, he gets to to uh, be a part you know the way we rotate guys in and out he's going to be part of our rotation and we're really excited about that 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 last sentence I almost cut it out he is going to be a part of the rotation one of the best things for Kinlaw and one of the hardest things for Kinlaw he was brought in and a lot of the fan base which I think was incorrect saw him as hey Kinlaw for D Ford or sorry for DeForest Buckner I didn't, I didn't think that was ever fair because it wasn't Kinlaw straight up for DeForest Buckner. It was Eric Armstead. It was Jimmy Ward. It was Javon Kinlaw for DeForest Buckner. You look at the salary cap hits, those are identical. Those three things equaled this one thing. Was it the right move? That's a different conversation. But putting him on a top three defensive tackle in the NFL we year one was just incorrect. It was incorrect. Um, but now that he gets to just be part of the rotation, because your starters are Armstead and Kinlaw, or, or sorry, Armstead. We're going to do that a lot with Javon and Javon. So now you got Hargrave and Armstead. Those are your starters. And now you have a rotation of Kinlaw coming in. He's going to be in on short yardage situations. He just gets to do what he's best at. That's a good thing. Um, excited about that. Now, if a team does offer a trade and, you know, John Lynch joked later in this press conference, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch joked back and forth with each other that they would trade each other if the compensation was correct. Um, and I think that's a good thing, but yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But again, the idea of cutting Kinlaw makes zero financial sense. Zero. You get nothing but a roster spot. You got 90 of them. Like, come on. That don't make sense. Um, David, he says, what's up, man? Any thoughts on the Matt Pryor signing? Uh, that was one of the things that did come out. The 49ers signed Matt Pryor. Um, offensive tackle, he's a big old dude, 6'7", 332. By far the largest O-lineman that we will have. And it is interesting, he's been 69. He was drafted by the Eagles uh, in 2018, jersey number 69 for them. Then he went to the Colts, jersey number 69 for them. Guess who we just lost? Mike McGlinchey, number 69 for us. That seems like a pretty seamless transition there. Uh, he's interesting. I'll just be really honest. I haven't done film work on him yet. I will. We're doing film work on every single free agent that is signed. So if you want to see Cleland Farrell, John Valenciano, Javon Hargraves, we did several already. Uh, but we're going to get through every single one of the free agent acquisitions. Um, again, game tape, not highlights. You can go look up the highlights, and that's important. But you want to know who they are on a play-by-play -play basis? We got you. Um, we're we're going to be doing that for you. Just finished a 30-plus minute Cleveland Farrell breakdown. Didn't like it. Oh, film was bad. Uh, but anyway, I'll be doing a Matt Pryor taping as well. Uh, he's an interesting guy. You know, uh, Judd says, yeah, what about the new O-line guy? Good depth. I think he's a depth piece that could compete for the swing tackle job. Now, again, it, you know, the number one thing that we learned – I thought was interesting talking about the Sam Darnold stuff. The number two thing that I thought was the most important is the comments on Colton McKivitz. He was asked point blank, man, you know, Mike McGlinchey's is gone. Is Colton McKivitz the right tackle? Yeah. Colton's Colton's uh, um, the guy right now, you know, and we, we just signed Matt Pryor. Who's a guy who's uh, started some games in this league, but we like Colton. We, we have for a long time. Um, and, uh, 
I think, I think Colton's confidence that, that game he filled in for Trent Williams, went in there and did a really good job as a as a left tackle. He's been a good swing tackle. Uh, Colton's Colton's a good player, and uh, he's he'll get a crack at that job, and uh, there'll, there'll be a competition. But we're excited about him uh, being able to man that job. Yeah, so that's huge. So first off, Colton McKivitz, I've been screaming. I said before the free agency period, I would prefer to have Colton McKivitz on his cheap deal, which is about two million, than McGlinchey, who's getting sixteen plus million a year, right? Like, I would prefer that. I, I don't see the gap. Mike McGlinchey's better than Colton McKivitz, okay? So you could look at this and say, man, the 49ers got worse on the offensive line. Yes, that's correct. That is 100% financially and visually correct. However, however, is the drop, the drop from Mike McGlinchey all the way down to Colton McKivitz, is that $14 million a year cap-wise? No, it is not. It is not. It's not. That is money that can be paid attributed elsewhere. Guys like Javon Kinlaw, right? Like that's where that money went. That's where the money went. I was sorry, Javon Hargrave. I, I misspoke. I'm going to do that so much. Oh my God, it's going to get me. Um, but they're bringing in a lot of depth. And so it seems like the 49ers approach right now at the offensive line is, man, there are a lot of guys in that room that are roster worthy. And they're going to see who's going to take the reins. If you just look at the tackle position, I love this comment from David. Baldinger loves Pryor. Good enough for me. He did one of those breakdowns, Baldy's breakdowns. Um, and yeah, he's length, size, all those things. Now, just from a quick pro football focus snapshot that I was able to take right before I went live, he's got 1,244 career pass blocking snaps. Talking about Matt Pryor, the newest addition to the 49ers offensive tackle. He's allowed 13 sacks. 16 quarterback hits. He's got a 95.9 pass blocking efficiency. Those aren't great numbers. Those aren't great numbers. Um, so we'll see. We'll let the film, we'll jump into the film, and we'll look at some of what he does. But again, you just look at the tackle position. Trent Williams, he's a lock, right? Left tackle, cool. So now you've got everybody else competing for the right tackle and the swing tackle. There's two spots on this roster available. Colton McKivitz, Jalen Moore. Now you got Matt Pryor. You're definitely going to draft a tackle um, that you can put in there. So you're going to have four guys, four to five guys fighting for two spots. Does it also, Jason Poe? You got uh, from last year, Nick Zakel. There's a lot of guys. And so it seems to be what the 49ers are doing at this right tackle, swing tackle spot is, hey, we got a lot of experience and a lot of guys that have played. We're just going to see what could happen and see what shakes out. That seems to be the way they're going to handle it. Um, they don't have a top pick. So, um, yeah, Colton McKivitz was a gold helmet guy. That is correct, David. Uh, that's the demarcation that the 49ers use for guys that they love and fit their culture. Trey Lance, Talanohu Funga, uh, Colton McKivitz, those are the last three gold helmet guys that I know um, – no, we, we've we've been talking about it. Mosquito Killer says, yeah, you've been on this this entire time. I know that they loved they loved McKivitz enough for him to replace Joe Staley as a rookie. That was their plan. Um, so we'll see here. So we'll see here. Judd, does the improvement of second-year starters and Banks and Burford should uh, make likely to improve the O-line totality? Yeah. Not only those two guys, Jake Brindle's been in the league for like six-plus years. Dude's never started. I put Jake Brindle, who's going to be 31, 
in the category of these second year starters on the O line, Judd. And so I'm exact continuity. The one thing I will say, Niners have talked about this a lot. John Forrester, the uh, O line coach, has talked about this a lot. Continuity and offensive line play is paramount. Combo blocks, filling where, you know, the center and guard working to the three technique and then one of them moving on to the second level in the Kyle Shanahan zone scheme, that just takes reps and reps and reps and reps and reps. And the offensive line got better and better throughout the year. You remember when they went through that one stretch where it was like in four weeks, one one sack, right? Um, it just takes time. So that's important to be maintained, and it is maintained. They brought back uh, Brindle on a cheap, cheap deal for a starting center. But um, we'll see. And, yes, Thomas, this is huge. I don't know if I have the clip here. I don't think I do. Shanahan talked about how high they were on McKivitz when they drafted him. They cut him year two. They cut him, which was huge, and brought him back, and he has changed the way in which he has worked and approached this position and everything with the 49ers, and that's when they saw his play elevate. So, yeah, Thomas, that's huge. You know, we talk about – I think this is important because, again, if we parallel this to the quarterback position, it's not always just this straight improvement line. That's just not the way life works, not for football players, not for us, not for careers, not for relationships. There's rocky times. And Colt McKivitz lost his job but could have went other places, came back to the 49ers practice squad. They cut him. We, we we don't we're moving on, buddy. But we'd like to have you back if you can prove yourself. He chose to come back, worked his tail end off, made it back on the active roster, passed lots of players who he was cut to keep other guys for, and now he's fighting back for a spot. Now he's competing for a starting spot. How how do you say somebody like Trey Lance is a bust at 22 years old? The kid's 22. Where were you when you were 22? Were you perfect? <laughs> no. Uh, Brock Purdy's 23. There's there's growing pains. There's going to be issues. We're watching Wednesday, the 1994 tape. Steve Young, the MVP of that year, got bitched in the middle of a game in week five. Doesn't mean it's over. We're in an instant society, sadly, where thousands of people, myself included, I'm part of the problem, I assume, judge you on one play out of 76 plays that were in a game. I've been guilty. I, I cut Mike McGlinchey clips where he just looks terrible uh, and put them out there on Twitter. And again, I am part of the problem. Maybe that's something I got to work on on myself. And, you know, I want to be a positive guy and I want to have a positive impact on people's lives and fans and my whole thing of the 40 hours. Like people ask me whenever I talk to sponsors, what is it about your podcast that makes things different? And I always say this, this is my number one go-to and I hope it's true. I want to make the fan experience better for 49ers fans. I want them to enjoy the game more. I want them to enjoy their fandom more. I want them to enjoy the community more. Maybe some of the things I do don't participate in that and line up with that. Um, I don't know. Not that I always want to be everybody's amazing. That's not the case. It's not the case. It's not reality. But at the same time, like maybe put cutting clips on gotcha moments and all that stuff isn't the way to go. Um, anyway, anyway, I'm going to take that for what it is. But I, I'm excited about this. You know, I, I walked away from this this thing 
this whole meeting, everything, and, and I thought it was it was really interesting. I think we the picture is clear at several positions. Drafts coming right around the corner. It's going to be a fun couple weeks, man. And the NFL just never stops, and we're not going to stop either. Reminder, uh, just this week's schedule, a lot of content coming your way. We're going to be live at 3 p.m. today, Pacific time, with Jason Hurley of 49erscap.com. So if you've got cap questions and you want to understand more things about restructures or void years or blah, 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 let me know. Email me, 49ersrushpodcast at gmail.com, Twitter, JL underscore Chapman, uh, Instagram, all those places. Tomorrow we got two shows again. Look at that. Two shows today, two shows tomorrow. John and Wayne show at 10. Going to be a blast. BD Peacock coming on tomorrow, Tuesday at 5 p.m. And then Wednesday in the morning, Rohan. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun as well. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. I'm going to, once I'm done processing this and loading this, I'm jumping back over on Patreon, doing some more film work on draft prospects, uh, Cleveland Farrell, all that stuff, Matt Pryor. Whew, we got a lot of work to do, baby. But it's going to be fun. Thank you guys for all of the support. And, man, we're just going to keep rolling. Until next time, stay strong, faithful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.